0: gentlemen as you see tonight I'm going to present to you some selections from my book of the heaven eleven and it has two portraits on the front uh, they are pictures of uh, Catullus and Sappho Catullus is the Roman invented the Catullic that I will be exhibiting and uh, Sappho in uh, created the sapphic which will be part two of this uh, two-part introduction, uh, which the second part I'll do next time. Uh, First of all, I'd like to begin with Catullus. Uh, Both of them have this in common, that they contribute to what I call Book of the Heaven 11. Uh, Let me explain that. Uh, Basically, all it means is that most of the lines, or all of the lines, most of them in Sappho and all of them in Catullus, uh, have 11 syllables. One and two and a three and four and five and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. See, they're eleven syllables. And it's not a terribly difficult invention to think of. It's not very different. It has only a tiny difference from Shakespeare's iambic pentameter. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? And one and two and three and four and five. Uh, but here we have one and two and a three. Yeah, that's That's the trick there that's a, a little leap or a hop, skip, jump. That gives a different character to the verse. And I'll show you that right now, okay? Uh, um, by reading, for starters, a poem translated from Catullus. I translated it. It's the most frequently reprinted, probably, of all of his poems in Latin. And... Um, you can see why it helps uh, uh, this rhythm helps make Catullus uh, one of the very best uh, seller poets in Rome with a best-selling rhythm. Listen. Listen, Lesbia, let us live in loving Rumor spread by the stern old gossip codgers. Let's appraise at the worth of not one penny. Sun may set. And again awake in dawning, We, however, if once our light is guttered, Spend unmoved an eternal night in quiet. Give me kisses a thousand, then a hundred, Then a thousand again, another hundred. One more thousand, and then a final hundred. Lastly, all of the thousands having counted, Shake the abacus well, erase the number. Thus we're keeping the evil man from envy, Who's unable to tally up the kisses. One and two and a three and four and five. Such a joy! Actually, it describes exactly how I felt throughout my honeymoon. And uh, uh, for every poem in this book, there's a, what I call a bagatelle, uh, which is a blog. Not a, I call it. I call it a blogatelle. Uh, bagatelle is a French word for a, a, a light piece of music, and I hope they're charming like that. They're certainly melodious. Uh, and that I hybridized um, um, bagatelle with blog, and I produced the word blogatelle. Okay. So here's my blogatelle for that poem. Yo catullus I love that rebel spirit thirteen lines may approve your lucky winning horace told you to seize the moment well then best keep busy of action be the master chronos time is with chronos god defeated badly wrongly confused they vastly differ true the father of jove is old bent over leaning closer to earth the more he's weakened Time, though sprightly as Hermes at the seashore, When a lyre from a shell he made and played it, Sings to love with the wave-spray ever-mindful. Spree and spraying and spry our lives of mortals, Climbing high as the tide in vital triumph. That's a good orientation, nothing like a, a plain example. Much superior as an explanatory tool to any amount of theory. And now let me just do a, a half a dozen poems for you, and that'll be a nice introduction. You'll feel what it's like to read this book. New Year's Eve is today. New rhythm beckons. Venture entering waking. Call, one reckons. Book of Heaven, 11, I am starting. Fastened belt for the car is now departing. Cold the morn, though a squirrel soon might waken. Only maples are here, no acorn taken, Won't, however, imply a disillusion. Finding food, he'll with nature feel a fusion. Thrilling chill of the whiteness deeply falling, Classic meter a long and wanted calling, Warm companion, abide in lively journey, Rival strivers inviting to a tourney. Lady, sing to the life reborn, awoken. Be our meter a signal and a token. Lord Catullus, for gift of this idea. I, Homunculus, hear my Galatea." Um, in the blogger tells I explain uh, any mythology I happen to insert, but I'll just tell you very plainly. Uh, Homunculus is in uh, Goethe's Faust part two. He's a test tube baby, and he breaks open his glass when he sees Galatea, the goddess he's in love with. You'll notice that uh, in that uh, piece, I rhymed, and I quite often do. In fact, I would say maybe more often than not in this book. And that although the Romans didn't rhyme, as far as I can tell, they almost never rhymed anything on purpose. And the Greeks didn't do it either. It's a modern invention. And by modern, I mean, starting with the Middle Ages. Uh, So um, you can write in uh, without rhymes and be quite c- Catholic, if you wish. But I often uh, introduce rhymes because I don't believe in avo- avoiding, I believe in encouraging every kind of uh, uh, intercultural communication and hybridity. Some hendecasyllabic name our meter, that means 11 syllable in Greek, but I think it sounds to most people more like a pulmonary disease. And so I'm not fond of it. And that's why I re- renamed the form Catholic. You rarely find that. In fact, I've only found it once in a translation of a story uh, by Balzac. Some hendecasyllabic name our meter. Sound too cold for a fairer lyric heater. I the heaven-eleven coffee offer. Best of Swevenly treasures in my coffer dactyl squirrely second unit sprightly ludic leap will alert you smiling brightly seeking nourishment hid until the winter lucky here is a rhododactyl tinter dactyl is the is a rhythm unit or foot called la 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 that's the thing that distinguishes the catholic. you don't have those in shakespeare's pentameters uh, you do always in, in Catholics, uh, and um, that's a dactyl, means finger. Uh, rhododactyl means rosy-fingered, as in Homer's rosy-fingered dawn. Here is a rhododactyl tinter, just means, see dawn arising? I've an aura that some would call auroral. Tones are written, yet also aural, oral. oral. Sermonettes, may I pen, with clever moral, Yet attired with adornment warmly floral. Through our janual month my morns are maying, Former ant to a cricket turned I'm playing, Stridulation, cicadas, fiddle bowing, Summer, sommer, a singer's seed I'm sowing. Folk will say you are mixing up the seasons, Yes, assuredly fitting, though, my reasons, Volatility, mooded. Have an answer. I, through time, am an nimble-footed dancer. These were written in January, and I feel like it's springtime. Uh, anything else to say? Oh yes. Um. Mm, I'm playing uh, a former. I'm a former ant, but now turned to a cricket. I'm playing stridulation, cicada, as fiddle bowing. I'm a fiddler, and I'm a violinist, and a choral singer, and a and a folk performer in several traditions. I am a musician, and what I consider most important in poetry, and to be the essence of poetry, is music. Ah, in fact, the next poem is dedicated to my folk music friends. I went to a folk music party, what they call a jam. This is a pretty massive jam, uh, uh, several, you know, a couple hundred people, maybe. Let me write in the old Roman manner all the endings of ancient lines were rhymeless that which later became the norm our parents knew was only a latter time discovered let me tell of the party i attended thank you tim and johanna masters winter Skies might darken, but not for true musicians. First the hymns from the sacred harp collection. Sang we through for an hour or so. There followed songs and tunes on the fiddle, apt piano, mandolin and guitar, their contributions added, oh, and a special treat, nostalgia, deep arose from the items that the sixties quick recalled when we first had shared our favorites bold and strange when intoning gone to glory overpowering came my strong emotions i sang this uh, when i first uh, came to binghamton to get, have uh, to carry out my tasks in my new job as uh, a, a professor of uh, at, at that time only instructor in english uh, and uh, i um, uh, i loved going to We had this back in the uh, early 70s, a monthly uh, Binghamton University folk music club. And we'd get together and sing. There was one amazing woman who came with her seeing eye dog, and she knew ballads that lasted forever. I so much loved them. And so here's Gone to Glory. I'll just give you a bit of it. It suddenly came to me, and and I I I felt like Wordsworth with his daffodils, much, much younger all of a sudden. I've got a mother gone to glory. I've got a mother gone to glory. Look away over yonder on the golden shore. Away up in heaven. Away up in heaven. I've got a mother gone to glory, a look away, over oh, yonder on the golden shore. It has several verses, but if I were to sing the whole thing for you, we wouldn't get on to uh, the fourth poem. And I'm, uh, I'll only read you maybe this and nap- another one afterwards. I'd like a short introduction. I want to whet your appetite. This is a very interesting uh, poem because it makes a reference, which I'll explain at the start, uh, to a Persian pub poet of the 14th century, contemporary with Chaucer and with the same rollicking uh, style of life and uh, skeptical mentality as Chaucer had. Uh, This man was named Hafiz, or the Germans pronounce it Hafiz. And uh, I'm interested in how the Germans say it because Goethe, Germany's greatest poet and the author of Faust, uh, was so excited by the uh, divan or collection of Hafiz uh, that had just come out in German, first appearance in any European language, that he wanted himself to be uh, playing the role of a German pub poet. So he wrote a thing called West-East-Divan, west Ostlicher divan And I translated the whole thing, and I totally loved the way that Goethe uh, became suddenly a, a Persian pub poet. Anyway, he, he calls Hafiz his twin brother, believe it or not, his twin brother. Uh, and uh, he. Uh, so I started to read Hafiz. Uh, I've translated Goethe's Divan and I wound up translating 103 poems by Hafiz. I love this whole tradition of, of Sufi Persian language poetry. Anyway, Uh, Hafiz has an interesting uh, poem in which he talks about Noah. There are two aspects you may be aware of in the Bible story of Noah. He saved uh, people from the flood and animals too in his ark, his boat. But in addition to that, you know there's a later episode where he uh, is a vineyard uh, grower and he Uh, gets drunk, and he's found naked. It's a very strange little story. Uh, And uh, that is usually not taught to children, as the story of the ark is, but it is part of Noah's characterization in the Bible. Now, how could there be a relation, and what might that relation be, between Noah's activities as uh, a life-giving sailor and Noah's problematic activities as a partying uh, vintner? Hafiz brings them together. He tells you, he has a wonderful sense of humor from my point of view. He tells you, and very happily, having made a great discovery, that Noah had not one ark, but two arks. The the ark that that saved from the flood, but then there's another ark that saves you from everything, and that is the pocket flask. If you just drink from that, uh, you need no other ark. So, that comes into this poem here. Almond milk in the cup, a double pleasure, Made when added to coffee, which I treasure. Organs warmed in the brain, awaked to action, Sing, O oh, psalm of grateful satisfaction. Hafiz, favorite, not quite saintly chanter, Spoke of wine in a tone of rascal banter. Floods of trouble a Noah boat requiring, Pocket flask be the ark of soul desiring. Holy potion to honor God imbibing, Rolling tones in a law in a song of Lord inscribing, Lift your drink, and a visage if you're seeing, Toast to life In a tribute hymn of being I think I will now let's see, Yes, I'll I'll turn to this one. Jaunty jollity, jaunty jollity. That's the plan obtaining. No retirement, a fine retoolment gaining. S- new the puberty, seeing height prevailing, sets the mood. A rewirement I am hailing. Retirement, I is a word I've banished, and I substitute. Uh, rewirement and the poet goethe whom i've referred to already had a formula he lived to be over 80 and and stayed young he said i what that what he had was uh, repeated puberty eine wiederholte pubertät hidden wisdom attainer praise 11 did i ever tell you what why i call this book the heaven 11 it's, it's because i'm i'm a um, uh, basing the the idea on a uh, mystical interpretation that in Kabbalah of the fact that there are ten sayings in Genesis where, uh, that sound like this. Vayomer Elohim yehi or vayhi or. And the Lord said... Let there be light. And there was light. This happens ten times. The Lord says something and it comes into being. So ten is regarded as the number of creation. So then the mystical uh, uh, questioners ask, what is uh, eleven then? Eleven, they decided, is the name of new creation. Nobody knows what that will be. hidden wisdom attainer praise eleven ten he says with the force the lord in heaven used for making the universe we're viewing nature blessing with plenitude enduing once the ten are completed time's awaiting what with energy clever unabating might our mind be amazing once eleven comes the heart to awake through art from sweden. I use words from all the different centuries of the history of English, and "sweven" uh, was the main word, in fact, was the only word for a dream for several centuries until it got pushed away from dream. Dream seems to be related to more violent things, to drum or even to trauma, uh, but a "sweven" that just rhymes with heaven as well as eleven. What's a poet? The Lord alone can tell us. Ample will to beget, we let impel us. Chant the anthem, the grandest thunder beating Understands when the oversoul tis greeting Let me conclude there and thank you so much again